every woke person I know is a mean, like, arrogant trend follower <laughs> with no backbone and no sense of integrity. To put it scripturally, they're blown about by every wind of doctrine. Oh, you just quote. Wow, that was good. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I call them wimps. <laughs> they're whiny, impotent, mammonic, like mammon. Um, uh, oh, th- good. I was, I'm glad you clarified. I didn't know what that was. Bond with the P should be. Uh, well, you can't say it on air. Oh, that's. People. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh, you thought I was going to say. Welcome back to Midnight Mormons, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Cardinalis, and today we've got the Dream Team in the studio, starting with Quaku L. Barad Whitbeck and our good friend Richard Stafford, here to join us from the California Libertarian Party. Pretty cool. Um, anyway, I I don't even know what hand grenade you guys wrote as the title here. Personal agency versus woke wimps. Okay, who's taking this one? Who goes first? Brad, I call on you, my friend. Okay. So Opening we, salvos. I mean, no. <laughs> let's let's just start it off. The war in heaven never ended. And right now we're seeing it play out in all of the philosophies that people are subscribing to in, in the world. Dare I say the philosophies of men? Yes. Well, okay. <laughs> and, and one of the core things that is getting subverted in a really subtle way is agency. You're seeing people in a lot of ways, giving up their agency by saying- Are you saying, jumping on the Jacob Hansen versus Julie Hanks personal authority train here? Uh, no, 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 because uh, <laughs> that one's more about receiving revelation. Oh, this okay. one is more about you have agency and you have the responsibility that comes with it to choose what actions you're going to take in your life. There are a lot of philosophies out there right now that are trying to convince people that they are not responsible for the consequences of their actions. And there's a little bit of truth involved in that, actually. There's other people's agency can influence your ability to choose. But it gets taken too far. So we we are seeing a lot of people getting the idea that, hey, okay, you're not responsible for the consequences of your actions. It's really these people who are at fault. And ultimately, when you look into those philosophies, they just don't get you anywhere. So that's why we want to talk today about agency versus, I guess, woke wimps was how you put it quick. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so how do we start? Like, uh, you have gotten fired up. Like, this is what I notice about you. Whenever we talk about things, I'll sometimes be soft. And I'll say, and I'm the softy in this scenario. It's kind of wild. I'm not used to it, you know? But I'll say like, hey, well, you know, maybe they just didn't have this opportunity. Or maybe they weren't given this or given that. You'll be like, no, there is personal responsibility. So tell us, exactly, be specific. What do you think is lacking? In what? The personal agency argument. Like, where have we gone astray? Yeah, you say the war in heaven never stopped. The right now there's a huge problem between personal agency versus... So here's where I would go with this. The very beginning portion of this is that when you reject your own agency, when you say, oh, hey, it's not my fault that these things happened, that is antithetical to the atonement. The atonement requires us to take responsibility for the actions that we've made in order for us to be able to repent. Okay. Satan wants to subvert that by telling us, hey, it's not really your fault. Okay. And you can get rid of, you can justify away all of these things and get rid of your sins by saying it's someone else's fault. Okay. That's how he subverts the atonement when really what we need to be doing is taking responsibility for our own actions and learning and growing. 
this is a way that Satan stunts our growth. Because if we do not take responsibility for our actions and say it's other people's faults, then we never have to grow. We never have to become better people. So I see this happen in the political arena, in the personal arena, wherever, where I, I especially when it comes into the field of politics, people are saying things like, hey, these people in general, whoever it is, whatever group is not responsible for their own actions. And ultimately, we need to give that authority for people's actions to the government. That okay. both the Republicans and Democrats are doing this. Are a you lot totally? Nowadays. Are you totally speaking the libertarian next to you's language? He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to make a commercial <laughs> out of this. I'm, I'm digging it. This is good. That's a yeah, good soundbite. Keep I'm going. Digging, okay. Because what they do is they end up giving the authority to the government when we should be taking that authority for ourselves and using it for good. You know, there is kind of an oddity here that you know I'll have to throw to Quaku here in a second because he pointed this out earlier yesterday that there is kind of an argument that. Ultimately, at the end of the day, this money is getting spent like these people that criticize um, the church for actually having obeyed the law of the harvest and actually saved up a small portion of what they're taking in and actually having money in the coffers in case a rainy day happens are drastically different than like the U.S. government, for example, that literally can't pay next year's bills without raising taxes on its own people. It is like the most paycheck to paycheck organization known to man with the largest budget the world's ever seen. Right. Mm -hmm. And so these same people that criticize the church you know, and and the process of tithing, funding the church programs and so forth, like they never say like you should keep it. They immediately start advocating for like woke scold programs that are 30 times less efficient. And it's like it's not OK to give 10 grand of your yearly income as a six figure person to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's okay to dump it down the rabbit hole of, I don't know, the Defense Department, the U.S. Treasury, so on and so forth. And, and here's the thing that it uh -huh. does, Cardin, is it, even on the macro scale of getting rid of your own agency, on the micro scale, what it does is it gives you this idea of your victimhood. It makes you perpetually a victim so that other people have to save you. Because if you're not responsible for your situation, you're also not responsible for getting yourself out of it. So then, hey... Vote for the Republicans. Vote for the Democrats. They will get you out of the situation that you're in now because you don't have power to do it for yourself. So right? you actually think that above the right and the left argument, the Republican, and the Democrat argument, there's actually a higher argument similar to how Jacob Hansen states it of there are no political parties. There is only right or wrong. And you say that one of the original rights versus wrongs in human history was basically the war in heaven where Will there be collective responsibility, societal responsibility, systemic, dare I say, responsibility that will get us all back to heaven? Or will there be individual responsibility in which there is an atonement and forgiveness in which those that are worthy, those that accept uh, Jesus Christ, those that actually, you know, uh, pick up their cross and bear it, shall we say, are the ones that make it back? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good way to sum it up. Um, it's. Not exactly the words I'd use, but it's close enough. Okay, so are we done here? Is this one over? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's like, so like I, I don't know. I don't know where to go with that, other than I say like, I think you're right. How the gospel of Jesus Christ is the solution to all these problems. How, like, what aspect of the gospel can we inject into society that you think helps? you think will help cure that evil? Well, honestly, this is kind of annoying, but it comes right back down to faith 
and repentance. Those are the principles of the gospel that this undermines directly. Because if you have no control over your own actions, you have no responsibility to repent, right? And if you are sitting there and you have no ability to affect your own life, what do you have faith in? You know, the faith is undermined by your inability to do anything to improve your yourself. So you end up having people put their faith in government programs and put their faith in their political party instead of putting their faith in God and then saying, look, hey, God would have us have a society where there's no poor among us. How are we going to achieve that together? Okay. Right. Yeah. And then do it. Spend less time focusing on who you're going to vote on and who you're going to vote for and figure out how you're going to address the problems within your local area. And I think you're going to be a lot better off than by campaigning for whatever shill is running for whichever garbage party is in power for the moment in your local area. Because let's face it, our duopoly has failed us pretty heavily. Okay. And so let's maybe move away from that a little bit and start recognizing, hey, if I just go and start doing good things, we're going to be in a much better spot. Okay, so then here's my question. We always have talked about, okay, should Mormons engage in politics and so on and so forth. We had that podcast, should we flee or should we fight? Like, what do you think we should specifically do as members of the church who want to lead by example and show that, hey, personal responsibility is always better than collective shame? I think that depends where you are, right? What can you do? You have to answer that within your own community, right? You okay. need to become aware of who your neighbors Cause, are. Because it leads to some really bad stuff. Like we just did a podcast on what happened to Kwaku. I was taken against his will into mm -hmm. an institution. And the only reason why that institution is able to have so much power over an individual is because philosophically our society has atrophied into this idea that the society at large needs to take care of people. And now, now that's not to say charity doesn't work, but that there is a societal dare I say responsibility, I don't want to say duty because it's not nice enough to have the word duty, but that the society is greater than the individual instead of the individual being greater than the society. Okay. So he literally just got the blowback of a bad system created that valued the society over the individual and was taken against his will for a week of, uh, of time uh, against constitutional rights, uh, moral rights, so on and so forth. H how does one, like, I get how somebody leads by example the law of chastity, for example. You know, like, okay, don't have sex before you're married and and just, you know, marry them. And uh, I, I get that. How does one lead by example in personal agency? I, I can't just walk outside and, and tap somebody on the shoulder and say, hey, today, instead of getting angry at society at large for my double chin and the microplastics and the bad food that is, you know, promoted on uh, film, television, economically uh, predatory uh, corporate practices, so on and so forth. I just said, no. I'm choosing intermittent fasting. I don't want to bore somebody with my diet to tell them how I'm exercising personal responsibility. I, I think over this is actually shame. why this is a hard one to talk about, because the only way to really demonstrate it is through your actions. Right. And so this is where you demonstrate it by not being the complainer. You demonstrate it by making a difference. And then when they're like, hey, Carton, where'd your double chin go? You're looking really good. You say, hey, it's because I took responsibility. Was that because you doing. noticed or you just teasing me? You're actually looking much better oh, in the past couple of weeks, you. dude. You're killing it. Thank you. And, and <laughs> see, that's the, how that thing is going to come up. And then you have an opportunity to talk about your choices that you changed and made that made a difference in your life, right? Okay. But before we get too far, I, I really want to hold Kwaku to the fire on 
how agency is not something that woke wimps you since you came up with that title. Yeah, I was about to say, we haven't heard from you yet, man. We haven't heard from you yet. Well, now that I've kind of heard more of what podcast topic is about, my thought is kind of like, yes, I agree, but also the Book of Mormon message is that there can never really be peace in a society unless the wicked leaders are taken down. So... I think one of the reasons why we look toward politicians is not necessarily because they're going to do good, but right now we look to politicians and we people vote as who's going to do the most damage, and I have to vote for the other guy. People people are now electing people based on if the other person's worse as opposed to... There's no more I like Ike. It's mm-hmm. uh, Ike is better than Mike, so yeah. <laughs> I guess I got to go with Ike because yeah. Ike wants to take away my guns. But Mike said he's going to kill my kids, so I'm going to go with Ike instead of like... So, I mean, yes, we have a lot of these problems, and they are our our faults. Like, Bill Maher has that whole uh, Fudge Report video where he talks about how our healthcare system wouldn't be as bad if people didn't eat terribly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's where it's our fault. (laughs) Like, if if you're eating Arby's three times a day... Sorry, Cardin. Dog. Duh. <laughs> like you know they got the meat like the pre okay yeah the pre-existing condition is the drive-through line okay, okay. The pre- <laughs> like it's your fault at the same time when you're putting aspartame and high fructose corn syrup and all these bad things in, in the public school lunch and and making all the children and making that. ketchup a daily serving of tomatoes that happened yeah. when I was in junior high. Oh, they literally man. said ketchup counts as a fruit serving because it's got tomatoes in it. It's like it's got tomatoes in it, just like Coca Cola's got cocaine in it. All right, you know what I'm saying? Like uh-huh. so, like at some point, like I feel like we get caught between two walls: the wall of the government is responsible for all my bad or all my good in life, and then. I'm a completely I'm I'm a, I'm a Ron Swanson. I I can make it all work on my own. But you can't. And we have evil people in power that have been in power since Cain built his city. Mm-hmm. And like we do have to do something about it. And, and see, I'm and with I you agree. though. I that and don't mistake me for what I'm saying. I'm saying we as a society are so far into the camp of hey, the government's got to be the thing that solves our problems. That we need to move back towards this direction. I'm not saying everyone go. Yeah, so, but I, I'm with Quaco right. here in the sense of okay, yes, we get the personal responsibility message because at the end of the day, if we think we got it politically bad, bad Jesus Christ had it worse. Okay, the Roman Empire, by every measurable quantifier, was just morally worse. Yeah. Between their conquest, extrajudicial killings, the slavery that they allowed within any part of their borders at any time by whoever had the money. Like, like Caesar was worse than the U.S. government. Yet Jesus found a way to preach the the message of personal responsibility. Right. Mm-hmm. However, at the same time, I'm with Quaco here. The Book of Mormon is loaded with pride cycle examples in which the people did not get better and what happens in the pride cycle how does it start well it it starts usually with personal humility yes yes which i i think is good but it's not like like part of the process that you can't refute is that they had a political aspect to it and i'm going to give some examples here like you know, I mean, there's the famous one of Nephi. You know, it's better than one man die than an entire nation dwindle in unbelief, right? <laughs> but, but more, more so than that, like 
in 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 the U.S., for example, when they muzzled pastors with the Johnson Amendment, that's something that Donald Trump got rid of, where where pastors were allowed to speak as 501c3s and charitable organizations on moral issues affecting legislation. Uh, they they were muzzled since the 60s. Uh, from speaking while other charitable organizations like unions and things like that weren't, which Mm -hmm. created a disadvantage for people who wanted to speak on moral issues. And how are you going to start that personal humbling of your flock as a pastor if the political organization that's over you is outlawing it? I feel like you're arguing with a shadow. Um, Well, it is kind of a chicken and egg argument. Like, I understand that there's... Like you, you can't say that oh politics don't matter because politics through Daniel and Lions and, and that's not what I'm saying and that's not my argument. Yeah, I, I get it's not your <laughs> argument, but it's like I don't know where that process starts because I've seen examples where politics changing has augmented spirituality, augmented personal responsibility, mm-hmm. augmented financial increase. You know what I'm saying? Like. Getting rid of the gold, uh, getting rid of the gold standard, for example. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You can actually study how that helped or harmed society, so on and so forth. Yeah. So I think we actually see a really, really good example of this in the Book of Mormon, um, where Alma mentions how he realizes that the preaching of the word has a greater effect upon the people than the sword. Right. Okay. And so the preaching of the word and helping people understand the nature of reality. And helping them accept their personal responsibilities for having faith in God and choosing to be good people and to take care of and love their neighbor effectively. Um, That's what gives us the solution, right? Okay. I think one of the reasons that we're seeing all of the bad things that we're seeing right now is because we haven't effectively loved our neighbor. Why would all of the left arguments be listened to if we were actually taking good care of the poor? We're not. We've done a bad job. And so because that problem is there, you have a lot of people coming in and say, hey, hey, the government will take care of it because there is a problem there. And they're right. There is a problem there. And we haven't sufficiently solved it on our own. So now they're saying, here's the government to come in and save the day, which isn't going to work. But yeah, yeah, I want to hear what you have to say on this, Richard. Yeah. Speak up. Do usually libertarians won't shut up. Well, I've been, you know I've, I've been sitting back and remaining <laughs> silent. You know, I'm, uh-huh. I'm being thought a fool. Uh-huh. Right. And instead of opening my mouth and removing all doubt. Right? Okay, cool. Rock so on. but I'm I'm listening to everything you're saying. And you're right. Right. There is a personal responsibility aspect to this. And your question, Garden, is about where do we start? Where do we go? What's yeah. the what's the first step? Like if they outlaw prayer in schools, how can you lead by example and say, look, prayer is a way to center yourself and your thoughts and really align your personal values and maybe the behavioral engage in that day with a better source. Maybe not be my God. It might be yours. But, you know, maybe you should just stop and have a moment of silence before you engage in something important. You can't do that if they outlawed prayer. Do so it I'm anyway. With- we have ex- <laughs> we have scriptural examples of this. Daniel. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Outlaw prayer in school. I'm going to pray anyway, personally. But okay. yeah, we, so yeah. so you're you're right. You're both right because we do have examples of that. We have examples of people that are cast out of the city, people that are cast into the den of the lions, right? For for practicing what they believe. You don't want to go too far. We we see the political backlash when we all support and throw money in and vote for a certain proposition to get passed, and then people's information gets shared and people get harassed, chastised canceled yeah. for for their support of those things yeah right 
we, we have to walk this line very carefully. And how that starts is with building those interpersonal relationships. It's just like with the approach of how we share the gospel mm-hmm. is it's through your individual interactions between people yeah. of encouraging them to take responsibility, encouraging them to actually exercise their agency. Because if you don't exercise it, you won't grow, mm-hmm. you'll stagnate, you'll rot. And spiritually, you might as well have not come here to pursue the plan of salvation and should have been on the other third of the host of heaven that got cast out if you aren't going to exercise that agency, because that's the entire purpose of this is for us to voluntarily prepare ourselves to meet God. I love that. And it's really such an empowering message that you have the power within you in your own life to make a positive difference in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I get that. I, I'm kind of thinking, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Quaker. You can you can finish this one up, but sometimes I get a little bit frustrated when the evangelicals come after us for the faith versus work argument, and they put us up as a straw man, saying that all you believe in is works. And then oftentimes I think uh, philosophers on our side will uh, put them up on a straw man they don't even know exists of their own faith saying that all you believe in is grace when in reality i think if you take a holistic approach to the bible and the book of mormon and ancient scripture you know it's obvious that faith without works is dead agreed and that they they both walk hand in hand i don't think you can say that religion exists outside of politics and is more or less than it i think you have to say they're the exact same thing they're just moral arguments oh yeah about how they're in integrated they are integral to each other yeah they're integral to each other and Mm -hmm. just like the only purpose of separation between church and state is to stop from a state government telling you state religion yeah and and to perpetuate a soundbite that leftists uh invented out of one letter written by thomas uh jefferson in the 1700s that is actually not part of any official legislation or the bill of rights or anything like that um to 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 browbeat the christians into a secular submission so uh yeah we've also can just adopt the language of our accusers you know what i'm saying that always could be uh quick any last thoughts before we end here we got a heart out here in like 90 seconds. Anything else you got to say? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so. so just the, the, the versus the woke wimps. Well, how are they woke wimpies? We call them woke wimps. How are they wimps? Because they would say that, oh, they're strong, that they're the strong ones and they're just trying to help the weak. I mean, isn't that Christianity? Um, But they're not. They're not trying. I mean, look, the the all hyper being being woke is really just jumping into the next bandwagon. Every woke person I know is a mean, like arrogant trend follower <laughs> with no backbone and no sense of integrity. To put it scripturally, they're blown about by every wind of doctrine. Oh, you just quote. Wow, mm. that was good. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I call them wimps. <laughs> They're whiny, impotent, mammonic, like mammon. Um, uh, oh, th- good. I was. I'm glad you clarified. I didn't know what that was. Bond with the P should be. Uh, well, you can't say it on air. Oh, that's people. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh, you thought I was gonna say. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Oh, wait, wait. So what is it? No, because the right wing has a lot of too. Remember that one dude, uh, that uh, in like Alabama or whatever. Oh yeah. Who was like. Uh, I, 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 I began. 
What? Yeah. Who's that one? I don't know how old she was. That one, weird one guy? Stuff. That weird well, dude? it is Alabama. Yeah, dude, I don't trust. That, okay, the no. left has a point about, though, the South. Like, <laughs> some of that stuff they're running through. Those, those Republican South is, yeah. I'm not a fan of that. I like the West. Yeah. The real battle for America is the West and the Midwest. The Northeastern people playing cricket and, and water polo. And like, yeah, but that is still the power center. I know, but it just, you know, uh, but the new power center is going to be Silicon Valley and the Silicon Slope soon. Those people are all That's old true. money, and they're going away, and 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 uh, they're just. I mean, uh, you know, I'm sorry. You know, everyone talks about like the Great Replacement. Well, one good thing about the Great Replacement, although. Uh, if if the great replacement's real, okay, it holds like mm-hmm. oh they're gonna replace yeah, all the yeah. white people. Black people are actually gonna be now the like Hispanic people will actually be the biggest minority, mm-hmm. and black people won't be anymore. Um, so it's gonna it's actually gonna f- affect black people more than anyone. <laughs> at least Martha's Vineyard and places like that will be done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like at least like the Connecticut like. What is the what is that? Uh, I, I, so you're he saying went the, that he went that to the store to buy what is it? A char, not a charcuterie, the a crudite, oh, crudite, crudite, yeah. the crudite eating, you know, uh, like I North still Eastern. don't know what that means. I like I those people. Don't. So, wait, wait. So, are you saying that the great replacement theory is actually miss uh, a misnomer when it's classified as a white supremacist theory because the first great replacement? will be of African Americans by Latinos as the largest minority voting bloc. That's what I you're mean, saying? That's if you buy into the whole the whole fake thing. Like, let's be honest, the Book of Mormon already says this land will be the Lamanite land once again. So let's let like like that's literally prophesied by all the prophets. It's gonna happen. And and there were no more ites against them by the time you get to like the end of the book of Enos or something like that. Well, no, I mean it's actually so, part of the second coming. This land will be the Lamanite land once again. Yeah, well, but also by then Lamanites were not classified uh by any kind of uh racial markers, but by spiritual markers as being self serving instead mm. of God serving by the Maybe I just need to send it to you in the Discord. Like there's a specific Latter day prophecy. Not in the Book of Mormon, but like a specific like the Book about of Mormon. The desert talks blossoming about it. as a rose, that one or no, um, it, it's in gospel, not gospel principles. No, I think it's in gospel principles, and uh, it, it, like we, like literally, this land will be the Lamanite land once again. Is like, it right, like next to the white horse prophecy that Brad always wants to talk no, about, and stuff like that? No, we gotta it's, cover um, that it's, one. It's, <laughs> um, Kim, it's Spencer so B. Kimball talked about it. Benson talked about it. Anyway, Hispanic people are gonna take America. Like rock on. Hey, the food's great. Look, they already took Los Angeles like forty years ago. All right, so I've always grown up they, in that oh, system. Oh, so I'm down. Like, and you it know, was their place before, yeah, too. Yeah, to exactly. Be fair, yeah. Like, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, like anybody north Speaking of the of Rio Grande. Look, look, <laughs> look my, my people are half a, all across the ocean. I'm just here for the ride. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are crazy. But yeah, right. to wrap it all up, I mean. Yeah, wrap it up, baby. Agency was one of the first things argued in the war in heaven itself. And that's never stopped. It's just gotten more subtle. Okay, cool. Awesome. Let us know what you guys think. In the comments below, is this a society that needs more personal uh, freedoms and responsibility and agency, or um, are we in charge of, of of improving these systems and putting the onus on the systems? Uh, let us know, you guys. Let us know what you guys think in the comments below. This is Midnight Strike Through Mormons. See you guys in the next program.
Hey guys, Cardinellis here. Thanks for watching the video. Now, before we go on to the next video, we gotta talk. We've got a ton of subscribers for which we are very grateful, but unfortunately, I'm going over the analytics and less than 15% of you guys have clicked on the bell icon next to the subscribe button. Now, besides being subscribed to this channel, you need to click that bell icon so you get alerted to every video we drop. We're making about three videos a week, dropping them once every other day, and you're not going to see all of them unless you've clicked on that bell icon. So please make sure you like and you share and you subscribe and you also click on the bell icon. See you guys in the next program.